welcome to the Casual Hour, a podcast ostensibly about video games, but mostly about being after dark tonight. I'm your host, Bobby Pease. Joining me, the gamer on the go, Chase Kinnicky, and the gamer that should ever, go, Johnny Amazich. Don't ever talk in that tone of voice again. Don't use you your mean, bedroom voice. These bedroom, oh. This bedroom tone? That just sounds like your NPR voice. Bobby here <laughs> with an oil leak. Uh... How's it going? I got, it was going a lot better before. Good. Great. You started talking like that. Good. Hey, you know what's fun? What's fun? Is uh, is trying to listen to the stream to, to see if I hear us all okay, just to make sure that we're good, while also trying to keep uh, an ear on what's currently happening. Yeah. It was hell. Yeah. It was hell. But we all sound good, yeah, in well, my opinion. Hey, you both look good. It's good to see both oh, of you. Um, got to lie, Craig. It's been what one week since you talked to me. <clears throat> I, I we've you know listen in my defense. Look, we've gone five years, and I haven't I haven't used that joke once. <laughs> I haven't used it once. I'm pretty sure you have. No, uh, no, no, no. I have not. So he has not. I have I not. Remember? Yeah, Chase would have quit because this is it. Chase is out after that one time. It's like what, Jerry it's, Seinfeld, you use it once and you throw it out and you start over again. Yeah. Look, I'm sorry. I feel bad for both of you because of that. Let's make it up by talking about video games because we got a lot to catch up on. We had last week we had a deep dive. So we mm -hmm. were yeah. enjoying that. Johnny, thank you so much for taking us through your oral history of Nintendo and how terrible my audio was last week. It was so bad. Hopefully that's not the Fine. case right now. Good thing you didn't yeah, talk very much. Not, you sounded all right. That's why I had to check. Okay, thank you. Um, but tonight, but but thank you, Johnny, for giving us all oral last week. I appreciate that. Hey. that very kind. Yeah, you're very generous. Any any sense of relief that I can I can bring upon. Absolutely. So anyway, we're gonna talk about video games, um, which are great. We like them a lot here at the show tonight. So what you've been playing? Mm -hmm. So we're gonna catch you up on those things that we've been playing. Wow. Telling you a little bit about the news later on with that casual report. And I always like to pick my favorite person first on this show. So, Chase Kinnicky, <laughs> how would you like to talk about the games that you've been playing? Yeah, I could do that. Um, let's see here. I've been playing, I mean, I've mostly been playing Super Robot Wars. <laughs> let's, not, let's not get it twisted. Is it becoming um, something that you enjoy, or is it more like this is work yet? Has it gotten to that point? I... I actually think I'm enjoying it more okay. because now when I spend two hours to do two episodes, it takes about an hour to finish each quest, you, each mission now. Sure. You feel productive? Um, yeah, at least like now it's the podcast problem. That That's what it is. It's like every time I play a game now, I feel like it's, oh, I got to play this because of the podcast. Right. So now it makes me feel okay that I'm playing this game again because it's like, oh, well, this is content now. Sure. Yeah. I hate that I, I'm, a con I'm a content creator, and I hate it. But for those of you listening, those of you watching, good. he's talking about the awesome stream that a really great guest is going to be on eventually, where he's playing through this Saturday, this Saturday part Saturday. five or six of 600, I think. Who, 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 who fucking knows? Uh, <laughs> but, you know, he's talking about his uh, playthrough on the YouTube channel, and uh, we'll have yeah. some links to the, that here in just a little bit. So I actually can know. Um, let's see. Today is the 19th, so part seven just went up uh, okay. like as we're speaking. And then, Bobby, you were on part eight, which does come up Saturday. Cool. Yeah. It's, it was a lot of fun. Good. Good for that. 
anyway, so I've been playing a lot of Super Robot Wars, and that game's great. Um, I don't need to talk about it here. You literally can watch me play it and and hear all my thoughts there. Um, so you, I'll talk you, about some other stuff job instead. You do a really good job with that. <laughs> well, I question whether you're actually watching <laughs> all of that because I can't imagine anybody wanting to watch. I'm not going to play the game, but I want to know what happens. I got I got mechs I'm, I'm invested in. I need to know. Okay. And robots. Okay. okay. And I'm looking forward robots. to having Johnny on sometime. Uh, Johnny and I have secret... Well, yeah, I am. Because Johnny uh, is a good friend who watches the anime I suggest to him. And uh, and Johnny and I are currently watching the original Mobile Suit Gundam. It's so good. Uh, it, it it's it's slow going, but I'm I'm enjoying it. We're we're having a fun discussion each week, and then uh, so when when somebody new joins the cast in Super Robot Wars X, coming in about 15, 20 episodes, it'll be a bit. <laughs> um, I'll get Johnny on so he oh, can. Is that uh, he can meet up with a uh, with the character. I mean, you can come on earlier if you want. You just won't know any of the people. Uh, anyway, this is these are not. This is not about video games. This is not about the games that I've actually been playing. Uh, I've been playing a demo of a game that we talked about for our preview, our May preview, and that is King of Seas. Yeah, we kind of yeah. we kind of just glazed over it in the preview because. And it's fair. I also glazed over it. I thought it looked cool. It's a it's a pirate game. It's uh, like a, a isometric kind of view. You are on a ship and you are you know sailing around. It's not a roguelike, but you can kind of play it like one. It has like a hardcore mode where if your ship sinks, you lose everything, and you can yeah. It looked, uh, started up again. It looked like it was a little punitive, even. Like, some of those guys were, were ripping you apart. Yeah. Uh, so, on the demo, I'm playing on the on the normal difficulty, and I felt like I was getting uh, the shit beat out of me. Uh, that it, man, if I, if I did play this, I think I'd bump it down to easy and see how that was. But I... I think there's something kind of neat about it. Like the, the way... I, I like the way it controls... It's not just moving with the left stick. You actually bring up the sails. You have three different sails on your boat, and you can open them up one at a time to go different speeds, and you can close them one at a time to go different speeds. The It doesn't have, like, a perfect wind model that's sure. happening. You don't have to put the sails in the right spot, but you just have to open and close them individually, and then your left stick is just turning the boat. Okay. Uh, so it actually does feel a little like driving a boat, having the throttle and, and steering, but not, you know, being able to have full control over it. Okay. Uh, that, that part's really cool. And it that, is, that quick look little, is up. Yeah, that quick look's up. You can watch me. Uh, it's a solo quick look, our first solo quick look, uh, as the casual hour. I think Bobby's done some solos back on the Lumberjack Smack days. But uh, it, it was it was kind of fun to, to see more of that game. Uh, I'm glad I just played a demo. I don't know if it's something that I'm going to buy when the full release comes out. Uh, I found it to be a little fiddly. Sure. It's got, uh, sure. It's got just... It has maybe too many mechanics to it. Your your boat has three different health bars. You've got your hull. Three? You've got your... Yeah, uh-huh. You've got your hull. You've got your crew health. And you've got your sail health. And any... Like, damaging any one of those has different consequences um certain certain ones i think everything but crew you can heal up using repair kits that you can find but he uh crew you need to find new people 
or there's also a tech tree and you can find some things that that regain crew through that uh it's it's just got a lot of stuff in it and uh i think i think there's something kind of there watch you can watch the quick look and see uh that it's, it's pretty early in the quick look i'm not doing any advanced stuff and you the right. the demo itself you only get to play an hour it, it gives it you 60 minutes off. and then it says like yeah hey you can pay us you can pick this up later um uh, but thankfully, it does uh, when you're in cutscenes, and there are lots of cutscenes at the beginning of the game to explain to you lots of things. Those don't count towards your 60 minutes, so that's that is kind of nice. So you can go uh, watch the quick look, play the demo yourself, see what you think of it. I, I found it to be kind of interesting. Uh, I'm I'm glad that's I played out it on everything, right? I yeah. think so. Yeah. I'm I played it specifically mm -hmm. on the Switch. I think it runs okay there. Yeah, uh, that was that was fine. the The load times were a little bit long, but uh, yeah, it seemed all right. All right, the art style reminds me of something I can't quite place my finger on, but yeah, uh, some like Wind Waker vibes a little bit. I could see that in like the three D models, but it also has these talking heads that are hand drawn, and yeah. those look really nice and really cartoony uh, and almost storybook like. Those those I found they to be do. pretty cool. The the regular game, the 3D model stuff looks fine. It looks kind of um, you know bright but generic. Uh, but I really did like those those character portraits. Those look pretty cool. Nice. Anyway, yeah. so that's King of Seas. Uh, I've also been playing more Pokemon Snap. Speaking of quick looks, Johnny and I recorded a quick look for yeah. that. I think that'll go up uh, sometime relatively soon, yeah. right, Bobby? Uh, could yeah. be going or, as we like to call it more pokemon snap as you yeah. as you listen to this episode if you're listening to the podcast it is up if you're watching okay. us now there's a good chance it will be up tomorrow very cool uh yeah uh so we've talked about pokemon snap a little bit on the show but just to kind of give an update uh, i think that game is is pretty good as johnny says it is it, i think my opinion has gone to it's more pokemon snap than rather than new pokemon Which snap isn't a bad thing it's not necessarily a bad thing. Like I love the original Pokemon Snap. Having more of that game is good. Is cool. It's better um, than not having it. Very true. It's better than <laughs> what, right. how long has it been? Like the 20 years that we haven't uh, had Pokemon Snap? Mm -hmm. I'm glad yeah, we're, 20, we're bringing it back up because I, I wanted to talk to you two about it because I've had a chance yeah. to listen to a few other people. I, I told you all I really enjoyed playing Pokemon Snap back in the day. I I have not picked this game up because I just had this uneasiness about getting back into it, knowing that it, it it didn't really seem to be doing a whole lot more. And I just didn't know if I had the energy to really commit to a game like that right now, where it was sure. like trying to figure out some of these, I, like for me, it just feels like a game you have to play a lot. And I, I don't know if I have the bandwidth to do that uh, right now. Yeah. I don't know. Like you can, you can jump in and, get through a course pretty quickly but you know, it's not a huge time commitment but if you want to see all the things that these different courses have to offer then yes yeah. you'll be running through them a session times. a session is very short sure. but to get yeah. through the full game is incredibly repetitive which is which is maybe the biggest difference that it has from the original game that original game you could knock out in an afternoon yeah uh, if you knew what you were doing in this game it it definitely wants you to go back and go through these courses time and time again, and okay, then 
you'll unlock slightly new variations. Hey, this is where it is at night. Hey, right. you've unlocked resource level two. So now if you go through it during the day again, things are going to be in slightly different places. You might see a new Pokemon that you hadn't seen before. Totally. Um, come back here once you have a fluff fruit. Now you can use the fluff fruit and and maybe you'll get some different actions come back here when you get the lumina ball and then that might get you some different interactions come back here when you get the pokemon right. flute and that might give you See, some and it's like okay i get it it's a you want me to play these courses a lot it's almost metroidvania okay uh um, I, I see where you're going with that, but I don't think the game actually has enough of those interactions to make it feel like uh, a metroidvania to me it's not like i have a key that opened a door it's more like i threw a fruit at something and it might do something i don't know and it's it's all just kind of uh a little ambiguous on what actually so makes things let me do whatever they do let me ask you your opinion on, on two points that that have sure. kind of been like bouncing around my head right we haven't talked about this off pod this first time i brought it up to you I'm not the first person to like ask these questions by any means, but I think they're interesting. First and foremost, I don't think that this game with the Switch's power needs to be on rails. I think that this needs to be something that you can get out and walk around and and explore on your own. And I mean, that's do. that's the dream, right? So sure. that's part one. The other part okay. comes really. This is more towards Chase, not that you don't take pictures, Johnny, but Chase has really done stuff with Animal Crossing for the last year having these events and seasonal things where uh -huh. I think that he's done some like, and it's just not taking a picture of this villager or this he, he's staging things up. He's putting effort right. into it. He's really setting what this could be. And from my understanding, I haven't played it. So maybe I'm wrong. This game forces you to take shitty photos. It does not celebrate you taking artistic photos. It does not can get like, if you know anything about photography for fucking forget it from what I understand, put this, put the Pokemon at the center of it you're not going to like really get a whole lot of like artistic stuff for it. for a game focused on photography from what I'm, I'm hearing. It's a bit still caught 20 years old. When you say more Pokemon snap, like I'm thinking, okay, they had to put this game on rails. They had to be mm -hmm. limited on what they could do with photo modes because they hadn't really been a thing back then. Here we are now, 2021. Love to hear your thoughts on those two things. Yeah. Uh, let, let's break those down. The, the first on the first thing, uh, Johnny and I absolutely talk about that in the quick look where that that is the dream to to have like this more safari style i walk around as a photographer maybe i have these same pieces of equipment but i can use them in a more open world field area do something a little bit more puzzle based with sure. that uh, i would be totally in favor of that that would be the new pokemon snap that i'm looking for uh i don't think it's bad to have it stay the way it is and this is a very specific kind of game where it is more of a puzzle game and i think that also ties into the the second point that you have there where the photography is definitely part of it but the photography is a means to the to an end and the end is a puzzle game so it's it's more about solving the puzzle than it is yeah, taking an artistic okay. photo That's yeah it's oh. it's capturing the pokemon doing this thing and oh hey that's that's a four star photo right there uh but also, now i think the first game i think the first game did a better job of making it feel like a puzzle game than this one does because again mm -hmm. i feel like i have some of those interactions with the fruit or the lumina balls or the flute or the scanner all of these different options and i feel like you rarely 
Yeah, you rarely get interactions or, or a Pokemon making any sort of reaction to some of the things. Like, if they find a food on the ground, maybe they'll walk up to it and eat it. it, it it's pretty rare, though, sure. that I throw I throw something and the Pokemon goes, Oh, I'm going to do something crazy now because you threw that thing at me. Uh, it just doesn't happen as often as it did in, like, the first game, which did feel more... Like that, you know, I, I certainly not to the level of Metroidvania, but that keys and doors kinds of thing. I throw the fruit at this Squirtle, it knocks him into his shell, he run, he flies up and he hits a switch to open up the next area. That is a puzzle. And this right. game has nothing like that that I've seen so far, which is okay. kind of a bummer. Sure. No, I Johnny, did you want to say anything else before I jump on the second point? Uh, no. I'm good. Okay. So for the second point, I would say it's good news and bad news, Bobby. The good news is that I think they... Or let's start with the bad news. The bad news is that, yes, absolutely, uh, a lot of that stuff has stayed the same, where it is how big can you get the Pokemon in the frame? Uh, Is the Pokemon... uh, the, The placement inside the frame? You want it to be dead center in the middle? Fuck the rule of thirds. We don't care about the rule of thirds here. We're, we're taking this photo to get the Pokemon in it. Uh, right. They've added a new one in this one. Uh, I mean, they've added it and they haven't. Uh, I believe in the first game it was just like a pose score. And if the Pokemon wasn't looking at you, you'd get a bad pose score. Now they break up pose and uh, direction into two different categories. And direction is just how, how much is the Pokemon looking directly into the lens. Got so you have okay. those and then you also have like a, a other Pokemon, which is just bonus points. Of if you have any other Pokemon. In the first game, I think it had to be multiples of the same Pokemon to get those points. In this one, if you have any Pokemon, any other Pokemon in the frame, you get a couple of extra bonus points for anything else bonus there. Points. Yep. So that is the puzzly way that it is. And and I think you could justify it to yourself if you wanted to really stretch it out that I'm a research assistant. I'm not taking artsy fartsy photos. I'm here to take specific yeah. uh, scientific photos documentation and those should be done in a different way than than something artistic i i think that's dumb but, yeah, but you, you can justify it to with yourself it. that way but also you can so you can yes yeah here yeah johnny why don't you take this i yeah, feel if, like i've if, if you see a badoof and you're like that badoof is so fucking cute cuz and there are lots of good fucking badoofs uh, yeah you can produce take, a good guy that artsy photo and save it to your personal album and just not submit it to the Got professor it. for your grade. So if you know, like, hey, this probably wouldn't score very well uh, towards my XP to raise my research level, but I really like this picture, you can save it and you can even um, resnap it. So if you want to, you know, add as Chase does a Dutch angle to mm, your photo, so or Dutch. even resnap it, you can zoom out a little bit or zoom in. Uh, they have different filters that are kind of bad but that's not what you're getting points for right no no you don't get points for this like that's still the puzzly part yeah but then there is this hey any photo you took whether it's the ones you submitted to the professor or not you can choose any of those photos after he's done looking at all of them or, or after he's done reporting on them and i can keep any of those photos and like johnny said i can go in and i can reframe it you see you'll see it on the quick look that we did sure. i had this photo of heracross and like it's a pretty straight on photo of heracross and when i did the resnap thing i was able to zoom out a little bit move it a little bit to the left and there's there's this wormple 
that wasn't in the original frame, but now I can add it in there. So it, it's definitely like there's a much bigger photo that the game keeps itself yep. uh, that it's not showing you, and you can choose how to kind of change things yeah, if you want. And you also... Stickers and stuff like that. Got it. So it has right. all the tropes you can, that you would expect from like a, a modern photo mm -hmm. mode. And you can, I wouldn't say all. Okay. It's yeah. got like some shitty filters where it's like, oh, look at all these silhouettes, and the silhouettes are just garbage. It's just yeah. like a, a, a colored map That's rough. with mm -hmm. like barely a silhouette. It just looks yeah. bad. They all look so bad. And uh, I'm sure there are some other filters that you can get by completing some challenges. I know there are some borders that you can get by completing challenges. But what's there... You know, it's no um, Horizon Zero Dawn. Okay. It's no Uncharted in the way that the photo mode is. Like, you're sure. you're not getting those kinds of shots, but you are able to do some stuff. Yeah, like, I, I saw, we saw one in the Quick Look that, because uh, they'll just show up uh, on the on the title screen or on the, the main menu kind of screen. Here, here are some other ones that people have uploaded. And yeah. there was one that said, uh, like, it was captioned Shoryuken, and it was a pincer fighting a Heracross. And they added some electricity to it, and they also added like some big googly eyes on the pincer. So like you can do stuff with it for sure, and play around with those photos, and then upload them that way. Yeah. So you can get kind of artsy and silly with it if you want. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Um... I have not done any of that because I find there there's something about like because I'm on this track because these Pokemon all do the same kinds of things at the same times more or less. That if somebody took a photo like that, I I know it wasn't just something that that kind of came up uh, naturally. Like that is the game. That's the way the game has forced this interaction to go. Sure. And somebody just took a photo of that in the moment. Mm -hmm. Whereas if it was that kind of safari mode that we're that you kind of talked about before in that first question, those I think would be much more interesting kinds of photos of oh, look how I was able to find this photo. Like, this is such a, like, a once-in-a-lifetime thing that I was able to make this all, all this stuff coalesce at the same point. Whereas this is kind of like, yeah, I just snapped it at the right time on this track. Maybe I went over it a dozen times. And also I used the resnap feature to, to move it into the perfect angle. Eh, I don't know. There, there's something that feels a little cheaper about that to me. So I'm, I'm definitely not doing a, a photo a day like I did. So do you feel... Like, I guess, wrapping up on Pokemon, like, are you both enjoying yeah. it still, or are you... Oh, yeah. Okay, so you're liking it, but there's obviously... Yeah, I, li okay. I like it a lot. Okay. It's just, I know that there are room, there's room for improvement. Totally. Yes. But... Like, I'm like with you, I understand Pokemon liking games. something, but saying, it's going to be better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like all Pokemon games, it is definitely like, yeah, this is fun, but it could have been so much more. Sure. Yeah, and that uh, that that just kind of permeates this. But uh, also, it's still Pokemon, so it's still cool. Yeah, mm -hmm. as Satoru Iwata would say, people like taking photos of fucking Pokemon. It's true. Exactly. I believe that's a, believe that's, that's a direct, that's quote. The direct quote. quote. <laughs> Chase, what else have uh, you been up to? All right, I'll keep this one relatively quick, and Here I know that that'll be hard. Airing uh, of grievances from Chase Kaneki. I've been playing the new season of Destiny, Destiny 2 Season of the Splicer, All which right. I think is season 13, 13, yes. 14. That season sounds 13. right. Um, Maybe that's why it's so cursed, Chase. I, it's not. I'm, I'm angry about a very specific thing, and I'll talk about that in a second. But generally, I am enjoying this. I think they have done a really good job with the loot. There, there are lots of really fun new guns. 
Cool. Uh, in the game, there is a new six-player activity that is similar to the sundial that, that happened a handful of seasons ago, and I found that activity be, to be really fun, and I think this one is also quite fun. Um, and that nets you, that guarantees you some of the, the new loot uh, that I also think is great. So going through that interaction, I find to be really fun. That cycle is great. Uh, the story stuff I think is kind of cool. The the Vex have have put us put the entire tower into a uh, simulation, and the sun isn't rising. And when you're walking around the tower, you see like little lines going around, so you know this is like some simulated code area. Huh. You are not in the real tower. Uh, that that stuff feels great. I think it has a lot of really great color palette options in there. Or not options, but uh, color palette choices. Lots of pinks and teals. It feels very uh, futury and and cool. All that stuff I think is great. Um, the thing I don't love, uh, a couple things I don't love. One, I don't love the new seasonal exotic. It's a it's a sidearm. I think we talked about this previously, but it's a it's a sidearm that is um, a uh, stasis weapon. We only have one other stasis weapon in the game, and that's that grenade launcher. Right, and that's. Not, you know, it, it, it definitely is a weapon, but it's not made to do damage. It doesn't really do that. It freezes opponents, and then you break them, and that does the damage. So it, you're not really killing things with stasis damage. Uh, this, you also kind of aren't. <laughs> it's a kinetic weapon, so you're mainly Bummer. just shooting regular bullets, but it's got a, a thing that if you get kills with it, you can then shoot uh, your entire magazine into like a freeze bullet that will freeze somebody and then you can break them again. So you're, you're still not really doing stasis damage to something. Right. Hmm. And that's kind of a bummer. It's disappointing. Yeah. It's kind of disappointing. I, I understand why they're doing it because uh, they'd have to add like a whole new shield system because right now they have shields that can match any of the, the weapon types in the game or the right. damage types right. in the game. So it, it probably would add some extra work that you don't need when you only have two guns that do any sort of stasis whatsoever, and they don't really do stasis damage. I, I just don't find it to be a very fun gun to use. It feels a lot like Devil's Ruin, which is an exotic they brought out a handful of seasons ago that's another exotic sidearm. That one has, uh, you can hold it to fire like a big laser beam, which is cool. It can function as a regular sidearm or this big laser beam, and those are great. But because it has an option where you either tap fire to shoot it or you hold to shoot that big beam, it doesn't shoot on the trigger pull. It shoots on the trigger release. That's which so is a not, strange for me. It's just weird. It's not how a gun works. <laughs> and it just feels Maybe not bad that you in have. that way. So you know what? Fair point. And this gun does the same thing because it has... Actually, this gun has it both ways, which sucks. When it, you don't have the ability, when you don't have the, the ability triggered where you could freeze an opponent, it is tap fire. It is on trigger pull. But when that ability is potentially active, even if you're not using it, it goes to trigger release. So now the gun feels inconsistent because I don't know when I've gotten a kill. I mean, it has I a little... I don't like this. I don't like somewhere. this. Yeah, it's, it's very fiddly where it doesn't have to be, and that okay. kind of sucks. Have you so transmogged like any armor? I have done some transmogging of armor. Uh, I think that system uh, is pretty well done. Yeah. But it's it's just the currencies that they, they give you that are a pain in the ass. It, that is all a pain in the ass. I get that Bungie 
put this in the True game. Destiny Ch fashion. Chase, um, I, I, I do want to bring up to something oh, from chat because I think it's really funny. They said that yeah, Chase, yeah, please. Chase is triggered over the trigger. It's fair. fair. It's enough. fair. It's fair. Fair enough. It's fair. It, it sucks, but it's it's fair. It's I'll, fair. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Uh, I'm uh, excited to check, yeah, I, check this out with you. Yeah, uh, we're, I think we're going to do a stream on Friday, and I can yep. show you guys some stuff from the new season. We can go over some of this stuff, and that'll be fun. Uh, I'm also going to make you guys do a Nightfall with me, uh, a higher level one, um, and I'll get into that uh, right now. So, <laughs> they the last, last season, yeah. they added in three new weapons specifically for strikes. They were, they were bringing back weapons from Destiny 1. Yep. And like, oh, that. look, it's the palindrome. Do you remember this hand cannon from Destiny 1? People used it all the time because there was a very specific role that you could buy from the Crucible vendor. And it was a great gun. Oh, we all love the, the palindrome. So, hey, crowd favorites coming back to Destiny 2. Uh, do you remember Shadow Price, this uh, auto rifle yep. from, from Destiny 1? We're bringing that back, too. Uh, and then a, a, a machine gun called the Swarm that I don't remember caring about. Uh, but they're all back from Destiny 1. Isn't that cool? We're, we're bringing back these fan favorites. Okay, sure, sure. Um, I didn't necessarily love any of those weapons in Destiny 1, so maybe this was a problem last Season 2 and I just didn't realize it, but you didn't get many drops of them when you did sure. when you did your Nightfall Strikes. You could only get them from doing Nightfall Strikes. You'd get more of them from doing higher difficulties of Nightfall Strikes, but you can only go so far when you're playing solo, They're, uh, when you're matchmaking. Uh, they cut it off at the what it's called Legend rank, which is the third rank, and then you can go up to Master, and then there's a Grandmaster above that. And so all of those... They give you a seat, but they don't give you the rank of Master. <laughs> yeah, basically. No. So they, they, give you, they give you those options, but you have to be playing with uh, a fire team. You have to have something preset already. No matchmaking for that. Um... And those, so those weapons can drop from the the second level. It's the hero level, but they're pretty rare. Or the game says they're uncommon. That is bullshit. They are rare, <laughs> uh, exceedingly rare. It seems. Sure. Um, so I don't know if the drop rates were different last season to this season, but you know I ended up with a palindrome. I ended up with a couple shadow prices. Uh, I don't think I even went for the swarm, so I didn't get that. But this season, they said, "Hey, we're bringing back new weapons from, or we're bringing back old weapons from Destiny One again. We're bringing back one of your favorite fusion rifles, Plug One." And I went, "I don't remember Plug One, but sure, it looks like a Destiny One fusion rifle. That's fine. Uh, we're bringing back. Uh, I forgot what the other one was. Uh, I forgot what the third one was. And then we're bringing back Hung Jury. Do either of you remember Hung Jury from Destiny One? Wasn't that a sniper?" It's a scout rifle uh, that Dead Orbit specifically yeah. would sell. Yeah. It had a really cool Dead look Orbit. to it. Yep. Uh, it black and white yep. looked really great, and it could roll with a perk called Firefly, which was a Destiny One perk that not a lot of weapons, uh, or that no weapons had in Destiny Two. That perk hadn't come over. Um, it, it was on one specific weapon, an exotic called Ace of Spades. And uh, but they they just added that perk in this season, so now guns can have Firefly, and Hung Jury is back. Hung Jury can have Firefly. It can have this specific perk. It feels great, perfect. Let's go grind for it. Uh, so you only get 
one yeah you don't only get one week but i get this week to grind for it and then it's on a rotation so next week it'll be Fucking a different destiny, gun that you can potentially get yeah it, i mean destiny. it's I get it. Back it's on their the way of keeping you. It, it's their way of keeping you I playing know. the game. Totally makes sense to me. I'm I'm fine with it. What I'm not fine with. Flushed. He's so worked. Up. Always flushed, but that's beside the point. Uh, <laughs> here's here's the real problem. Uh, I was grinding. Uh, don't tell my coworkers this, but I was grinding until fucking five thirty in the morning. Oh my God. Uh, what? Th- this morning. Yeah, Johnny. I think I told you. Four. That's a lot. Jesus, I this lied. is a. It, it was it was five thirty. Let the <laughs> let the man sleep, Luke. Uh, Luke Smith I, I was, sleep. I was grinding a long time. Shit. I at least oh. two steak dinners. I, I'll tell you how bad it was. I, I played. I started playing around five. God, I played too many fucking video games. I started playing around five p.m. yesterday. Oh. And oh, uh, no. around nine p.m. I went, or it was probably later, it was probably like 10. I was like, fuck this. I've, I've done this this strike so many times because it, it's the Nightfall strike. It's one strike. So I'm not even going through random content or new content or different content. I'm just going through the same strike again and again and again. God. God. And just getting totally unlucky with with this drop. I, it's just not dropping. I go, what, what is it going to take? And I got so frustrated. I said, you know what? Fuck it. You know, it's, it's Iron Banner week this week as well. So I'll just go and do Crucible Iron Banner shit instead because at least I can guarantee getting those weapons through a quest that they do. So I did that entire quest to just cool off from the strike grind. And once I had done that entire quest for a couple hours, then I went, you know what? I've done all this. Let's try doing the strikes again. <laughs> and, God. and I just kept grinding and didn't get one that entire time. Well, um, so we- that sucked. And then today sucked because I was sleep deprived. And then work ended today at 530. And you took and a power nap, right? And I loaded up Destiny. <laughs> and I was grinding I, until maybe about we shouldn't play Friday o'clock. night. No, we should. I got one. Okay. I got one. Well, it Chase, it sounds like more more or less you're playing Destiny. Uh, we'll am. be playing that together Friday night. I'm excited to spend time with you both. I'm not excited to grind I, for guns. I well, feel like yeah, we're enablers, Bobby. You don't have to grind for this gun. We're going to grind for it once because we'll get a much better chance to drop for it to drop if we go on this higher difficulty well, because we'll all be there. Um the the point is, sorry, I, I feel like the the, the it kind of got buried there. I got one tonight. Okay. I got a hung jury after a bunch more strikes tonight. Uh, it's not a great roll. Well, <laughs> so oh, I might have to nothing. keep going for it, kinda. But I can say that at least in terms of the way it feels, feels great. It okay. feels like hung jury, and I'm like, oh shit, this is great. It just has bad perks on it. Uh, if it had the perks that I wanted on it, this would be amazing. Uh, it's oh. not it's not just some crap gun, which it makes it even worse. If it was crap, I could go, well, then I'm not wasting my time on it anymore. But I think... This makes me sad. Yeah. I know. It makes me sad, too. Well, let's, I think I'm probably grinding more. Let's save Chase some pain and stop talking about Destiny until Friday. Yeah, that probably is a good, good call. Um, let me tell you about something that I have been playing that is not a grind that is really cool. Uh, I finally got around to putting in a significant amount of time 
for a game called Clap Hands Golf. Have you? Have I, okay. Is it Clap either? Hands or yes. Clap Hans? Hans. Hans. Fine. Well, I want to <laughs> no, no. I think it is Clap Hands. It's Clap Hands. But there's no D. Clap Hands. Yeah. So and there's hands, no S. H-A-N-Z. Clap, Clap hands. hands, which is the name of the studio that you maybe are familiar with for other titles that they've made, such as Hot Shots Golf or Everybody's Golf. Um, this is their Apple Arcade exclusive. And right. holy shit, this game is fucking awesome. Let me uh, download this shit. You all know that I'm a sucker for golf video games. I enjoy the sport of golf. I'm not very good at it. I'm a great caddy. I'm a lot of fun to take on the course. But I, th I thoroughly enjoy golf games. I always have. Uh, this one is definitely more arcade than simulator. Uh, it's definitely... It lives so you like both kinds. I like, love both like kinds. You're out there. Yeah. You're out there, like talking about golf story, and yep. then on the other side, you're talking about uh, Tiger Woods or or wherever that series went after that. Yep. I forgot, but um, PGA Tour or whatever the fuck. So let me pitch what they're doing that I think is really cool with this game. It's a team-based golf game, and you are starting out with three characters that you can level up. Each one of them has different attributes that are going to be equipped for certain situations. This game is easy to, to pick up and put down most of the events early in the game and I, I think I'm on like course level 5 at this point in time you start at 1 there are 3 whole uh, events and you can get coins in these sometimes there'll be an event that will allow you to get a different look so you have like basically different colors for your, your characters but then there's costumes as well and you can unlock those that, that go into it um it lets you know what the holes are and what the match is going to look like, all the attributes going into it. And you can pick who's going to be the best team to go into it on your own. I have found that their auto-generate team function is actually pretty damn good. And they will just let you hit a button that auto-generates a team and it assigns those uh, those team members to the uh, actual um, hole count. That's so, like if you have somebody who's better at the long game versus the short game, they might put them on a par five versus the par three and give you a better shot do, there. Do you get to like customize those characters completely? I know you mentioned like costumes and stuff, but yeah. can you like name them, design them? No. So that was the one thing I was hoping for in this. And it, when I first started it up and I saw I couldn't do it, I was like, I don't know. Like this might not be what I thought it was. I went back to it because I was traveling. I was away from, uh, you know, I didn't, we didn't have the stream on Friday. I was out of town. Um, that was, once I got through that, because the, they level up based, like, it's an auto generation of their, their leveling, but it's based off of their, their core stats. Uh, mm. The game works really well with touch controls, but it, I was playing it with that Razer Kishi uh, a little bit on my phone, and I was playing on the iPad quite a bit. Um, I, I, I love what they're doing with it. The events are super smart. The courses are, are really well designed. It, it is one of the best looking phone games I've played. It, it is damn near console quality on every facet. Um, I, I think they've done a great job with it. Uh, it has local multiplayer. It does not have online multiplayer. It would be fun to play this with a, a group of friends. Maybe one day when we all get together, if we still have Apple Arcade subscriptions, we can check that out. Do you know how that would work? Is it is it that each person controls a different team, or do I or do we control different legs of that team? I don't know. I think it's more versus than it is like we're going to go through and, and have like a skin game with somebody else. Mm -hmm. um, but it does scale up quite a bit. So there's boss battles. Each one of these tiers is 
paywalled behind coins that you earn throughout this. So like the first ones, I think like 10 coins unlocks the next uh, section of it, which is an increased difficulty, but there's always a boss battle. And once you defeat that boss, they become a team the member that you band? get. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yep. So it's it's uh, okay. NBA Street. To a degree, yeah. I, I think my team's up to 11 or 12 people, and you can choose through them based off of what's going on. Uh, there's a lot of great personalities. Everybody's pretty unique so far. Um, it's really, really cool. It's it's such a surprise um, for me, at least. I didn't I didn't play a ton of everybody's golf. I really enjoyed what I did. Um, I have that game still. I mean, it even has a VR port now, which is strange. But uh, I would love we, to play more. We played more. that online once. Mm-hmm. That was that was a good time. Yeah, it was really cool. Uh, it just lets me know that I still like golf games, and it's got me even more excited for uh, next month when we'll be playing a little bit of Mario Golf yeah. as well. Yeah, that game looks really cool. So, Bobby, not to like not to backseat game design, but hearing hearing you like talk about what Clapands does and then like just quite fails to do. Here, here's what I want. I want XCOM Golf. Yeah. You know? I yeah. want to I want to customize a team. I want to have, like, maybe different trees I can go down. Yeah. Where it's like, I'm going to have a power driver or something here. Or, like, a, a, a really accurate driver. And, and have specific team members and do a kind of turn-based golf game like that. That's what I want. Yeah. God, XCOM Golf. That'd be, that's, that'd be rad. That'd be really cool. So... Also, also, like, actually put it in the XCOM universe and just have just those, those <laughs> aliens dudes. and shit happening yeah. as you're as you're going through. I I really like this idea. Yeah, I let's, think that... let's make a game. <laughs> Johnny, were you going to ask something? Uh, it's just funny. Like, I feel like XCOM for strategy games is how people attach Dark Souls to any action game. So you're like, I want the XCOM of this. Oh, yeah, yeah it, it expresses so perfectly what you want in this thing that is like completely unrelated to, you know, yeah, like, game. I, yes, I, I feel like we have those touchstone games now where we're saying a title really just means like a handful of mechanics, and mm-hmm. and those mechanics can slightly change in context. But you're right, like Dark Souls is basically just saying, I want animation priority, I want uh, a high high level of difficulty, I want uh, like some kind of bonfire equivalent where mm-hmm. it, in both that it resets the world and also is a place that you can level things up. Uh, yeah. I feel like those are like the big Dark Souls things that I would I would hear. And and yeah, XCOM in this way is like turn based, uh, is customizable units. Is and is like a, a permadeath kind of feature, like having to iron man it. In Imagine some if way. your golfer permadeath. <laughs> be great. That'd be good. Like, you didn't make it. Sorry, you had to get it in under yeah. five, and you didn't. So, like, maybe maybe they just get tired and they have to go to the clubhouse. Or is, is this a <laughs> no, John Daly simulator? Yeah. What if? Yeah. What if it's a John Daly simulator? It's just how drunk they get. If they get yeah. too drunk. They have to be carried back to the clubhouse. That's your permadeath mechanic. Oh my God. There it is. Man. We solved uh, it. God. You, I, get, get game dev story loaded up. No let's, make, let's make this. Johnny, I know that you still have Apple Arcade, Chase. I think that you still have some of that going. It's worth checking out. I left it on, yeah. It's worth checking out. It. It's really cool. It's really cool. Check it out. Let me know what you think. Um, that, that game was a bit of a surprise, but let me tell you what was not a surprise. How fucking good Subnautica Below Zero is. 
So Subnautica Below Zero came out of early access oh, yeah. on the 14th. Johnny had been playing it uh, a little bit in its early access. Have you played it since 1.0 came out? I have not, no. Okay. I, I'm sitting at about four or five hours okay. total. And Bob, so Bobby, let me, let me ask you a question that might direct the way you talk about this. Um, is this new Subnautica or is this more Subnautica? <sighs> it's a little bit of both. So, okay. um, going off, let's start with the more Subnautica. You are still going to be, I think this game is one of the absolute best at onboarding you into what it does. And that was what Subnautica started. And it starts you off very similar. Uh, you, you crash land onto the same planet, but a different part of it, uh, I believe a year later from one of the events of the first game. I believe so, yes. And they've added a new mechanic into this one. If you didn't have enough spinning plates, there's now whenever you go outside of the water, which took a bit in the first game to get to that point, this one you are able to get out of the water pretty quickly, but you are in a polar ice cap. So you now have to deal with temperature whenever you are outside of that. They they do let you craft a uh, cold suit that will help you with this and then it becomes a non-issue similar in the first game when you are crash landing you are in a radiated filled portion of the water and so you have to craft a, a, a radiation suit that will help you go out towards it and they do a really nice job of teaching you like what is dangerous what you need to do to like sustain these these levels in your character but from from more of the same I think that this is still one of the absolute best looking games uh, I think that this has some of the, the best sound design carried over from it. Bonus for this one, uh, Ben Prunty is the one who does the soundtrack for it, and it's fucking great. He nailed it. Uh, the atmospheric stuff that happens in this game with the sound is perfect. Uh, really enjoy that. But this one does change some things for the better, and it's really strange because I, I had played these so close together where I think a lot of people maybe had some time between them because I, I think the first one was 2017, 2018. Um, yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. But I went to craft, so I was like, okay, I, I have the same items I can craft, and I went to do it, but now some of the materials are reversed on this. Like, you need to have a different combination of materials or a different resource altogether to make this material or to make this item. So that was a strange thing that happened with it. But I still have not played a game that makes me feel as equally at peace and equally in terror as what Subnautica does. And this game is a much smaller slice. So I, I told you all when I talked about Subnautica month ago or whatever that i wanted to play the first one and i i decided that i it would be better to know what kind of what was going on with it and learn before just hopping into the second one but i think the second one might be a bit more appealing it adds voice acting into it it brings all these things especially in the late game of Subnautica. like it it, it goes deep no pun intended uh, you no no you intended that pun i did intend don't it. you busted don't me. even don't lie um, but the first game was, like, you had a silent protagonist, right? Yes. Yes. There were some voice logs you could listen to, but there's already some really fucking crazy story stuff happening in this. So your sister um, is has died, and the company that you both work for... Spoiler. Um, ...is basically saying this was negligence on her behalf. You go in, and you're like, bullshit, and you start to see kind of what was going on there. Um, there's something that, ha I don't want to spoil a whole lot because I think that this is the game about discovery and it's at its best when you really experience this stuff. But 
there's two there's two major vehicles in the first game. One was a sea like well you had I think it's called the Sea Glide, which is an, a device you hold that allows you to swim faster. Then you can actually build a little it looks like a UFO sort of, but it's a miniature submarine. Then later mm-hmm. on you can just build build a fucking full on submarine, like a forty foot submarine that you can get a prawn yeah. suit in and do like a mech suit like in a this big game. Sea lab. Mm-hmm. Which is really cool. This one, you have something called a sea truck that you build. Oh, hell yeah. The sea truck is fucking awesome because you can build these modular components for it. And last night I built the best. You know how excited he is. Did you you put put 38s on your sea truck? I did not put 38s. Here's what I I did, though. This is so fucking cool. I built the bed cabin for the, the sea truck. Inside of my bed cabin is a goddamn jukebox. And so... You can start to play this gr- these great songs, but here's the best part. It's fucking blaring in the ocean. And so when you get out of your sea truck, it has proximity sound. So you're swimming around and you can just hear like the music blaring in the ocean as you're like mm-hmm. going and collecting shit. Does it, does it add underwater? Like, yes. Does it yes. sound like it sounds like it's underwater. underwater? Yes. It's so fucking cool. So I just cranked up my stereo. There's a, there was a part wow. that I was pretty scared of. And I'm like, you know what? I got my sea truck. I got my bed. I fucking cranked the music and just went out into the unknown. And it was such an awesome moment. Like, such an awesome moment in this game. This game fucking rules. It is more of Subnautica, but they're introducing some things that happen on land. And you've got this, like, little snow bike now. There's some really cool shit. Yeah. Check this game out. A- it deserves all the love it's getting. It's so it good. It's the really music cool game. Um, is the music from your from your uh, jukebox? Is that stuff that's in the game, or can you make it anything? New? It's stuff from the game. Ah, uh, that's too bad. Uh, there might be a mod. If you could just have, if you could just have like a plan. I, I was thinking, uh, uh, rock the boat. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, I I remember like playing rock the boat. Metal Gear Solid, <laughs> and uh, in my helicopter when it would come in, uh-huh. had take on oh, me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Take on me and uh, fucking uh, Man Eater. Yeah, yeah, both very good. Um, um, every day I think about going back and playing more Metal Gear Solid. So good. Um, <laughs> so I, I read something today uh, because the the studio did an AMA on Reddit today, and I was I was reading the comments in there, and someone nailed like the the feeling that I got when I play this game, and it's. I've never played a game that makes you feel so desperately alone. Oh yeah, because there's a natural loneliness mm-hmm. to being like you are in a foreign, as alien of an environment. Like it is an alien planet, true, yes. but like the ocean itself is alien to us. We don't belong there, and so having a whole game where you're just trying to make it underwater for the most part it's it's a special kind of stress you know what's weird about that i never thought about it that way but when i was playing the first game there was times that i was pretty like desperate in those situations that i would just Mm -hmm. go back into my menu and i would start to play old audio logs of other people talking (laughs) and i would listen to those as i was like doing things that were pretty uncomfortable in the game like if if you were to die down there like Mm -hmm. who would know no one would ever find you i did find a pretty cool thing Um, with it i don't know if this was in the first game i I never did it there but if you keep a beacon on your character 
when you die, mm-hmm. the beacon is where you your body was. So it makes it easy it to does. get back to where, yeah. you, where you were if you want to collect mm-hmm. your, your things. Yeah, I, cool. I did because I, I definitely got murdered by uh, something that looked like a mermaid, but definitely wasn't. <laughs> Bobby, I feel like I remember asking you on the first game how how difficult it was, and I think you mentioned something about that you didn't die very much at all playing that first game. Do you, is it similar here, or is they, have they up to difficulty I, at all? So I have died. It, this one is, I think, more hostile. Absolutely more hostile. Um, when I stopped playing the first game, and I, again, I'm playing this really close to this one, I was maxed out. I could do everything. I had the biggest tanks, and so I could swim around without my my cars and vehicles for great lengths and be, be in a good spot. I've forgotten that, and so I'll be so vo- focused, like, oh, shit, there's that item that like I think I can just get down to it. Like I, I didn't have a rebreather on. I didn't have the bigger tanks and that sort of stuff. And I end up running out of oxygen. Like, it's completely on my my own dumbass part. But there are some things in this game that are a lot more vicious and seems to be a bit more out to get you. Not in a bad way, but just there would be stretches of the first game where it would just be like, this is really pretty. It's like a 4K video you see on TVs at Best mm-hmm. Buy. One thing I told Johnny, and I'll wrap up here because I've been talking for a long time. Um, playing the first game has given me, like, I don't want to say like this air of confidence, but I know how things interact a lot more now that I'm playing the second game. So I sure. I built my first base in an area that I thought was more central. And, and I didn't think about resources for in-game stuff when I built my first base in Subnautica. There's literally a Leviathan creature, which is one of the bigger fucking things that can kill you in almost one hit. That's basically my backyard pet now. Because I just don't... I, like, I know how to navigate around it. And there's an area in the in Subnautica Below Zero where there's all these thermal vents that I can put a bioreactor, not a bioreactor, but a thermal reactor over and get unlimited power from my base. And I have to worry about solar or any, any of those things. So I went to a spot that I knew long-term would benefit me greater than what like an early thing would be. There are quite a bit of creatures there, but like I'll be cruising back in with my sea truck blaring music and the, the Leviathan just come and grab me and like bite me. And it takes like, you know, 30% of my, my vehicle health away by this park it repair it go inside and be like yeah fuck you see you later bud and you're just blaring magic carpet just yeah <laughs> just fucking <laughs> steppenwolf <laughs> cruising through the ocean uh i uh, love this game i i i can't get enough of it and i am so excited to have fallen into stomatica and be in the same year that the sequel comes out which is great i know the we see Oh. oh my god! <laughs> this is a curse. Oh my man. god! Um, Gross. Bobby, I I feel like you talked about oh, this. Sorry, I really went before. off the deep end. <laughs> I had to turn the air on with all this hot, these hot drops you're giving me, Johnny. It's getting a little mm. steamy in here. <laughs> Are you done? Yeah. What were you saying, Chase, before you were blessed with Johnny? I was going to ask about No Man's Sky. Have you, have you, did we talk about you maybe going back to that? It sounds like they have DNA kind of cross, yeah. crossing over I, these yeah. kinds of games. They get, they're in DLSS in that game. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, like they just keep adding shit to No Man's Sky. And it's like, should I go I, back and play No Man's Sky? Well, they got multiplayer now, and I think they got crossplay. Mm-hmm. So that could be something yeah. fun. Like this. To Johnny's point, like it would be neat to play something like that that level with friends. I would like to go back and check that game out. I put 
quite a bit of time into it in its first few weeks when it was i yeah remember when they told you like oh yeah it has multiplayer but yeah you're no, never gonna see another no person way. and then like the first day somebody's like yeah that, that's where that's where I, he was like we're on we're on the same planet i can see what did um man maybe i should go back and play more of that yeah I, I, be cool. I usually revisit it every year after they add whatever update and it's it's always a good time so, uh, so Subnautica uh, and Subnautica Below Zero both came to Switch this month, but um, those games are also out now on pretty much everything, right? They're on everything. Subnautica is was on the PlayStation uh, Stay Inside and Play, whatever that campaign was. That's right. And if you pick that up there, the first one, uh, it just got an upgrade for PS5, I think, for performance modes, which that game is beautiful and, and would look really cool for anybody on PlayStation. So if you pick that up on for free it did get a free patch for that and then it's on game pass for xbox and uh game pass pc as well cool and cloud and cloud uh game pass cloud so johnny i yep i want to talk to you about mass effect yes we should definitely do that and um i finally got to play it last night you did you had a little you made me thankful that i decided not to save seven dollars and just bought a steam copy yeah um because it sounds like the origin version of the game which you think being an ea property uh would i wouldn't think that i mean i'm still pretty bitter i i don't want to discredit what's going on let me just throw this out there give me two minutes to get my my little soapbox here mm -hmm. I bought this game from. I bought a key for this game off of CD Keys, which is a great site. Saved seven dollars. Fired it up. Things were great. Everything downloaded. Was using my Xbox uh, Elite controller, and I went to launch because when you open the game, there's three menus to choose which version of Mass Effect you're going to play. Got into it. My controller is not responding at all. My mouse and keyboard fine, but my controller is not responding to playing the game. I'm like, that's weird. So I went and made sure everything was good found some online like forum on the questions hq that was on ea's website and somebody's like there's like seven or eight pages at this point in time of people with the same issue and then somebody's like hey here's a fix for it you have to go into your your hid controller setting and and just disable it so i'm like yeah. all right so and i go what happened when you did that Bobby? my computer fucking <laughs> shit the bed with greasy taco bell shit it was awful <laughs> fucking blue screened my computer I had to figure out how to get back into. I, I was literally making recovery drives. I made you a recovery USB. Yeah. You texted me. You're like, my shit is fucked. And can I was like, oh, okay. It was so, so bad. And then I, I found another page on the same thread of people like, hey, by the way, don't use that dude's device. It fucks your computer up. And I'm like, well, <laughs> god damn it. That's what I get for not reading ahead. But I, I got everything working on my computer. Everything's fine. I went back and enabled that. Finally, was able to boot in my computer. Uh, I, I tried reaching out to varying degrees of, of EA's help support, and that went over about uh -huh. as well as Andromeda. And I am going to play this game on mouse and keyboard. All they said is, hey, Bobby, you got this. No, they literally said, <laughs> I play with a mouse and keyboard. You know that you can interact with things yeah. by pressing the space yeah. bar? Hey, Bobby, what if you weren't such a scrub? What if you played like a real Get PC? Good. Maybe Get read fucking the good. first. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, so anyway, <laughs> I'm playing the game now. Uh, I'm mm -hmm. at the Citadel, Johnny. 
How are you yep. enjoying your time with Mass Effect Legendary Edition? Oh, it's so good. It's so, are so you guys starting from the start mm-hmm. again? Uh-huh. Do, yep. do they yep. force you to do that, or nope. can you start at any one? If you want to play Mass Effect 2 or 3, you can You can do that. Yep. Okay. Um, but I, one got the most work to it, though, it right? Did. Like it did. Yeah, it, has it changes to combat, so it's, it's you know, using thermal clips like you are in 2 and 3. Um, no. You don't like thermal I'm, clips? No, I like having unlimited ammunition. Yeah, that's right. No, I'm sorry. It's yeah. Str- scratch that. It's it's the weather thing gets hot and has to cool down. Yeah. So it's okay, unlimited. So they didn't change it. No, they did not change it. They changed the shooting. So the this actual feels like, more like two and three when you shoot. Yeah. So versus what uh, it did in one. The the reticle like the bloom isn't taking up two-thirds of the screen okay. if you're like i'm playing as um full biotic adept so but i can use a sniper rifle or an assault rifle no problem i'm doing um, vanguard okay. that and that's not is that how that's that's not that's, how the original you, game worked you no. could not use those guns yeah yeah you, use you, those you were locked in the first game okay yeah. uh so yeah i have like I pick up these weapons and they're actually useful to me now. Um, can, and can you turn all that off? Can I just have like an authentic Mass Effect One experience? The only or thing you can turn things? back on from that, uh, Mako controls, and then the yeah, leveling. Mako controls. <laughs> the, the Mako. The leveling in this. You know, uh, you should be able to go to level sixty in the first game. Yeah, you I'm loving like crazy sure. right now. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Well, did you turn it back to the original one? No. Well, no, this one I, it's, it's level thirty now. As the I know. And I'm enjoying how overpowered I am at this point in the oh, game. Sure, yeah. Um, um, yeah, those are the big differences yeah. there that you can turn off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, like improve it textures, looks really good. things like that. It looks looks great. I mean, it still looks like a remastered video game, not a completely retooled one. Yeah. Um, like, you're, like you're not getting. Brand new textures, they're just up res textures. You know, yeah. Right? That's kind of what we're going to But they've for. added, uh, or like they lighting added, effects. Yeah, they added some lighting effects yeah. in other areas. They, um, they did change they, the, uh, one dude to Turian. Um, the one dude? I can't remember. It was the guy that was, God, what was his name? Um, Saren. No, it was the human that was basically trying to rally the planets to, like, go against the humans. Conrad Ver. Um, and they made him a Turian, which makes a lot more sense. And Conrad. Uh, yeah, so I, this game, I've played Mass Effect 1 probably eight years ago, maybe longer. It was 2007 when it first came out. It came out I played it for the first time in 2009. Okay. Uh, like a, six months before 2 came out. And then I, I like I played those games a whole bunch. Like I probably played through those first two games more than any other franchise, um, just because I love that story so much. I love that universe so much. I was, I think, I think the Mass Effect universe is probably my second favorite sci-fi universe next to Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's so well done. I, I love listening to the um, the codex entries and. I decided to go a little different this time. I've I've never done a full Renegade playthrough, and I've also never done a, like a Fim Shep playthrough. So I'm I'm Lady Shepherd. Uh, she Shepherd. is going full full Renegade Shepherd. Um, 
and I also made a custom character for the first time. I always used the stock ones because I thought the custom ones just looked pretty bad. Um, but I, I like the way she looks. I gave her purple hair, and she's a fucking it's, hard ass man. They're still not great. I mean, they're better Let than me. they were. They're better than they were, which yeah. I would hope so. But they're also it's it's not a good character creator. There's no. There's no, two not, things I've, I've not noticed. Not by modern standards. Yeah. Again, like I just got um, I just got done with the big trial at the Citadel. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm at in the game. Oh, man. I, I got my blood gets so mm-hmm. fired up during that part. So I there's two things that kind of stick out to me now playing this game years later. One is I miss the days when like I would have a game to play sometimes. And like this was mm-hmm. my game to play. And, you know, we talk a lot about the podcast curse here on the show. Not that we have to do this, but, like, we kind of do. And we play a lot, of, a lot of games here at the Casual Hour. And immediately, like, knowing that we've got the games we're playing right now, like, this Friday, Biomutant comes out, which I'm super stoked to play. I'm playing through Subnautica. There's a lot of things. Next that, week. Next week, sorry. Um, you know what I'm saying? So, like, that's the thing that's different mm-hmm. where I remember the first time playing it, like, this was the only thing that existed for me for, for some time. Yeah, the, the other piece is, you know remastering games is weird i've i've been up and down on on those things the citadel it feels fucking empty i i i don't remember it feeling that empty i was pretty in awe when i first got there and it still was really cool and really i I, I was still had some some big feelings going through the citadel and yeah i mean yeah obviously they didn't have the tech to make it feel like a living right. breathing city but i also think it's in a part of the citadel that probably isn't jam-packed full of people because it's all like yeah like, governmental and stuff like that so but also the first game is the most well-realized citadel as well because in the the next two games they are giving you very specific pieces of Citadel. Right. Like, yeah, you can walk around, but, like, you can walk around, like, two rooms. Yeah. That's the Citadel. It's like, bullshit, the Citadel's huge. It, yeah. It's got the Lord. It's got, there's all these, the Presidium. It's got all these places, because I was waiting around that place, and it was too big. It was it was too big in Mass Effect yeah. 1, yeah, and I, I think that leads back. to what Bobby's saying, um, where it feels empty. Yeah. But those other games are like, well, they scaled it way too far down, where... Yeah. I just didn't feel any sense of scale out of the Citadel, which is supposed to be this huge fucking place that is just the, the nexus of life. where yeah. every race is there. Yeah. But it's still really cool. Uh, just empty. It chill. is, man. Being back in the Normandy and going down uh, you know, to the, the below below deck, talking to Garrus, talking to Rex, talking to Ashley too, I guess, uh, and then going into... For now. The, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll take yeah, that. We'll see. I'm I'm going to let Ashley live. How stupid time. was, like, hey, I, here's all these people in these gear, these suits, and here comes fucking Ashley power sliding her hot pink fucking combat yeah. suit. Here, Here's my problem with Mass Effect 1. It's like, who do you want to save? The, the girl who is just an absolute racist asshole. Yeah. Or Karth fucking Onassi. Like, I... Can I choose neither? Can they both die? Stay behind. I'm, I'm good. I'm all right. World. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm remembering why I have such a hard time sticking to the Renegade path because I get immense guilt anytime I do something that 
He's other kicking keepers, you piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> no, so I mean, that, that, is, that is something that Bioware has said in the past, right? It's like, yeah, we, we do all this work to make cool, interesting renegade options, and then nobody picks them because everybody wants to be the nice hero. Like, everybody yeah. feels like that's what they want to be, uh, at least on a first time. playthrough. Yeah, yeah. I, I accidentally yeah, I got Paragon it. points last night, even though I was choosing an intimidate option i was on asteroid x57 i don't know if you guys remember this mission or not with the miners yeah it's it's an asteroid that has rockets that are propelling it (laughs) to this planet yeah uh and you have a choice it's like hey you can either kill this terrorist but these people will die because he's gonna blow them up or you let them go and you save the people well i wasn't gonna let the terrorist leave so those, there you go. Those nice, that, that nice lady that I've been talking to in the radio the whole time I've been here got got turned into got smushed. A, you know, a crispy corpse. Uh, how was, how far like, are you going to go with this, Johnny? Are you are you are you, are you in it all, all the way? Yeah, when yeah. I don't like, know to, how... to see content that you haven't seen before. Like that's what you have to do. Mm-hmm. There's no because that that's that is my problem with Mass Effect, uh, and and I like Mass Effect. I like the Mass Effect trilogy for sure. But one of the problems that I have with it, and I have it with a lot of Bioware games, is I, there are two paths. It is good path or it is bad path. There is no real benefit to trying to play something anywhere in the middle. If you are not playing one of those two extremes, you are getting a lesser experience out sure. of the deal. Which is one of the reasons I really like KOTOR 2, because I think and that game is not a Bioware game, that's an Obsidian game that, that uses Bioware's tech. But, like, that game specifically had reasons. It had a whole character built around being in the middle and, and playing it that way and, and making, you know, more ambiguous choices that I think leads to something like The Witcher and The Witcher 3 specifically sure. that people raise of, like, oh, yeah. you know, it's not, it's not a question of doing the right thing or the wrong thing. It's, it's trying morally to gray. find the, that morally gray thing that you feel the best about, that uh-huh. you feel okay with. That you uh, that you sacrifice something and understand and feel that pain of having to make that sacrifice, and I just don't think those options are anywhere in the Mass Effect series at all. And that's okay. I mean, it's fine to not have that. But I think it makes them less interesting games. Like the big the big things you get are: do you do you cure the genophage or do you not? Right. <laughs> it's right. like well. <laughs> They, as much as they try to pile on the reasons why you shouldn't uh, let the Krogan live, it's still advocating for genocide or right. not. And like, come on, guys! Like, what no. are you? Like, it's not. You're not weighing things here. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I, I haven't seen most of that stuff, and I also haven't seen a full performance from uh, Jennifer Hale, who does a fantastic job. She does great uh, with, um, with. Tim Shep, so I'm. Are you I'm, ready to kill Rex though? Like you know it's going to happen. No, you can. You can intimidate him into not, you know, being killed. Okay. Well, I looked it up. The, <laughs> taking the coward's way out, but yeah. is it? Yeah. It's not. I'm I mean, using the renegade uh, path. To if keep you're him if you're going to be renegade, you got to renegade. No, because if your intimidate you skill is high enough, you can. I know. I know. Rate I, him. Of course, because they yes, you they, they kill Rex. From, Are you insane? They learn. You should. It would be a different thing, and that's yeah. one of the bummers about Mass Effect Two is that if you did kill 
Rex. They're just like, well, here's a different Krogan that Rex would have been if he was still alive. It's Rex, right? It, it, yeah. it is basically Rex. Is it two or three that does that? I can't remember which one. How do you go back to you, you go there with Grunt. That's right. Um, yeah, I, I like. I will choose the red path at the end of three. Whenever I get to that point, um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty committed to to doing this different because I I have seen the Paragon path so many times uh, in the all these other games. The only one the only one of these games that I've played through once is Mass Effect Three. Um, every other one I've played through at least between probably three and five times. So I like three. I know I know people. I like three a lot. Don't. I, I, I think three has a lot of good stuff. I for it. I okay. So I was in Cupertino for my genius training for Apple, and I brought my Xbox no, with me because Mass Effect three had just come out, and so I beat Mass Effect. Had that ending for how I felt, and at the same time I was also reading. I read the Red Wedding and <laughs> Song of Ice and Fire. And I was, it was just getting... So what you're saying was you were a fucking geek. Yes. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, that's Mass Effect Legendary Edition. If you like those games, even if you've never experienced them before, I think that there's still something there for, for people to enjoy. Um, from from a technical standpoint, how, how do they feel, though? I'm I mean, I know you tell really Chase about that. I'm going to get a refill. I'll be right back. You guys keep going. Okay. Um... No dedication to the podcast. Yeah, I know. It's pathetic. Um, so technically, I mean, one feels older for sure. Like the, you know, the combat and like the... Uh, I mean, more like from a how it runs standpoint. Like I, I'm not buying this. I, I haven't bought this day one. Uh, I am I am almost assuredly going to get this eventually and mm -hmm. probably for PlayStation. I don't... It doesn't... It's not coming to Switch, right? Not no. Switch. Okay. So no. I'll probably get this on PlayStation. So I'm not worried about blue screening my machine like uh like bobby over there yeah uh, <laughs> moron uh, it's it's been running fine for me like i am okay. running it 4k 60 frames a second uh you know which i would be amazed if it wasn't running that way on the the video card and stuff i have on my computer and considering the age of the game so no like dips in frame rate like i was amazed to hear the trouble that bobby was having because it's yeah. It's ran perfectly fine for me. How about um, load times? Like when you get in those elevators and you get those, you can. So I, the only reason I haven't skipped the elevator ride is because I'm still getting the banter, dialogue, and stuff. Dialogue or um, like the radio news updates. But they do let you skip now. Mm -hmm. Yep. Press A to skip That's or impressive. X, I guess, on uh, PlayStation. Cross, please. Cross. Sorry. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, that's that's. It's been insane because I just remember, like, being able to like check Twitter or whatever while I was waiting for those <laughs> those elevator load times. Yeah. The first time I played through those games, so that's that's rough. definitely way better. Yeah, and it's 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 great, man. It's it's so awesome to have all these games in one package with all the DLC except for like one thing from the first game all the promotional items that came from different pre-order bonuses from yeah, different retailers Dragon Age armor mm -hmm. get I was, Dragon Age armor get was, that black hole gun and two that I liked a whole lot 
I was really uh, curious about how they're going to do the readiness, the galactic readiness in three, because I remember playing so on a mobile app and playing multiplayer for that. Yeah, I mean, they've they've ripped all that stuff out. Like it's all well, obviously based on in-game stuff. Um, so yeah, I I, don't I know. really like that multiplayer. Like I There's obviously talk that they might bring it back. back it's good. I mean, I have this has to be selling gangbusters for them. I would imagine yeah. it, it, it's the easiest win they could have possibly. Had. Bioware needed a win. This is the they really did the wipe the slate clean, get people back invested in this storyline because I think that we all feel that there's going to be something with this storyline again in the next Mass Effect game. I mean, they're they're they, making they've said they, yeah, they've said that they've shown a an Asari head that looks very much like uh, Liara and a Reaper body. Yeah. Uh, Liara, best girl. No. No. Who, what? Yeah, no. Who, who was your 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 best Liara, girl? Liara, all the way. No. Every time. I, my first. Like, I always. I'm, I'm. I'm going to do Liara this playthrough, but it was uh, Tali for me. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Tali was, man. Like Tali despite, was my girl in two. Despite being a, a racist, uh, who's like trying to kill like all the all the. Uh, uh, oh, fuck! What are they called? Quarians. All the Quarians are trying to kill all the Geth, mm-hmm. uh, which they made kind of fucked up their own sort of genocide. Uh, but like Tali was cool. I yeah, like Tali was cool. Like they Tali actually updated that, her face too. Uh, if you, I heard that. Yeah. You what can, does that mean? So the picture from the first game, or the, the first time this game came out, they literally went and got a stock image, and they right they put like a hijab over the stock image, and that was it. This one, um, she appears to be more alien in, in nature. Uh, it's a bit more high res, obviously, as well. So yeah. they, they did change that here. Okay. Way, way. Uh, I just remember, like, second. maybe seeing like faint lights in in the helmet. Like that's where yeah. her eyes were. Chat saying that Ashley is better than Caden. I mean, they're both awful. What? Yeah. What do you? Yeah. <laughs> like again, like if I could, if I could kick them both off my team, I would do so happily. Johnny, they're both bad. Yeah. Outside of saving the galaxy, what have you been doing? Uh, I made it to the third biome in Returnal. Okay. And that's that game. I love that game a whole lot. Uh, now that I, I got past the, the first major boss. hump. Yeah. Um, yeah. The I beat the second boss in like my third try, I think. Okay. Um, and I just I I love that game. I love what it's, everything is doing. It's it's really good. I will be talking about that for sure at the end of the year. Very cool. Um, yeah, and that wraps it up for me. Which I guess takes us on to the news. Is it time for the casual report? It is. Uh, see, I've got my tiny microphone somewhere. Here it is. <clears throat> okay, uh, guys, do you remember uh, Assassin's Creed Four? Yeah. No. Black Flag. So Black Flag that came out in 2013, and then I believe that simultaneously E3 launched on. Uh, two generations of console. It did. Yep. Or no. No, no. sorry. It uh, was Rogue. 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 Same yeah. engine. So anyway. Yeah. So that team who designed the naval combat, you may remember, uh, announced a game the following year or the year after that, 2014, 2015. It's kind of fuzzy in my memory. Anyway, uh, Skull and Bones. It was called King of Seas. Yes. Out, out this <laughs> um, Skull and Bones is delayed again. What the uh, fuck, man? Is that even a real I, video game? It's, you know, they showed it off, you know, 
a while ago. Oh, no, 2017. Okay, so it's not as long ago as I thought. Um, it's been pretty long. But Skull and Bones will now be released in 2022-2023. No way. I mean, I think I, that... <laughs> see, uh, they got to have something there, maybe. right? And I know that that's not trying to be, but Sea of Thieves, even though like that game I don't play... It's gotten. It's like No Man's uh, Sky. It's only it's gotten better. It's quietly very popular, as well. Do you, yeah. do you think? So, do you think the people behind Skull and Bones look at that, even though they have a tonally very different game, mechanically very different game that they're working on, especially if it's in any way based on the Black Flag ship combat stuff that people liked, uh, which I'd have to imagine that it's at least based in that reality. It's, it's, it, uh, yeah, I mean, it's the same team. Yeah, like, do you, think, stuff, so. do you think they look at, at at Sea of Thieves or look at new things that come came out with some with a game like that and go, well, I guess we got to respond to that with our game. Let's scrap some something we yeah, have and let's go back to the drawing board. Like, it I is, mean, maybe. like, I would think if, if Ubisoft didn't believe in this project as a whole, it would have been canceled long ago. So who knows? I don't know, man. I feel like I could rattle off a couple of Ubisoft games that are continuing to stay in development hell. Will we ever see them or not? Yeah, I mean... Beyond Good and Evil is like the other obvious one. Well, they lost somebody over that, right? Recently? Yeah, people... people I mean, even with that, when they announced that, like, I don't think it was in development yet, really. Right? Like, it was... It was just a they Pixar made that movie. cinematic trailer. Yeah, um, I thought, man, I don't remember. I know they had been like two or three years ago. <laughs> I thought it was. For I it. thought it was a couple of years ago where they showed off, uh, like actual gameplay and some Did stuff. They? And yeah, like they showed off some gameplay stuff, and then I think that was also the one where they said, "By the way, you can." User generated content, add stuff to the to the, th- or not even user generated content. It was like we want to, we want you to like send us art that we'll use in the game. It's oh, and then yeah, people. No, thank you. Right, because they went with uh, uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt's company, right? Which just sounds like some like crowdsourcing. Do you guys remember that at all? Was that that was an E three, wasn't it? Uh, like, are you talking about like his hit record with- Joe stuff that he did? I think so. It's like some company he had that was all about bringing in user-generated content that probably also didn't pay oh, the creators all that well. Yeah, Elijah Wood was involved with that. Was he really? I could, I, I think guess so. I could believe that. I just remember it was Joseph Gordon-Levitt's company. Anyway. Oh no, it was JGL. Yep. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Oh yeah, man, that was weird. Um, yeah, so we'll see if this game ever sees the light of day. Um, Either of them. Narrator, so, they didn't. They didn't. Um, so uh, people might remember, Bobby and I have talked about this, at ad nauseum, Chase 2. Um, so Microsoft acquired Bethesda, and I was never fully convinced, but I thought there may be a reality in which Microsoft still put out some of these Bethesda games on other platforms. Uh that seems less likely to happen or completely unlikely to happen because according to uh, one Jeff Grubb, Starfield is an Xbox slash PC exclusive which isn't exactly surprising news. I think just looking at Microsoft's 
like you know minecraft is still in other things but minecraft is like a platform unto itself so that's not really surprising that you know they continue to put it out on everything yeah. um so not i just like it's 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 still big news i think but yeah people shouldn't uh, really be surprised and, and like let's be clear it, it's not this has not been confirmed this is this is a uh, friend of the show, Jeff Grubb. Yes. Like, literal, literal friend of the show. Not just the makeup friend of the show that we say for everybody else. Um, uh, like he is, he's reporting it. He is, he is generally a, an extremely uh, reliable uh, source of information, but he is also getting his info from sources who, you know, not, I, not, I, like, not this has not been announced publicly. I, I, I would just so. double down once again and just say that studio did not spend the, the war chest of money they did to push it out on on PlayStation when they have yet when Microsoft has yet to put out a fucking game since November for their flagship hardware like this that's just not there and the Game Pass is I I did not think of it to this degree which shame on me but it makes complete sense that they're saying any device that can have Game Pass will have these games and if that's not putting the fucking ball and somebody else hey you can't be mad at us we told Sony they could have it if they put Game Pass on PlayStation all they got to do is put Game Pass on PlayStation, and yeah. you can have these games there. Yeah, we'll let them dip, dip their beak. Yeah. You know. So, uh, I, in the context of our podcast, mm-hmm. neither of you two care about this story because you both have PCs. You're already fine anyway. You and can I play the Pass. next big Bethesda release, and you have Game Pass. You have all the things you need. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't care because I hate Bethesda uh, and have only grown stronger in that feeling over time. So Do you even think that Microsoft I don't can make them better? No. I think yeah. I think Microsoft will continue to give them the autonomy to hang themselves with the rope that they're given. Okay. Uh, which they will do. Uh Star I, I think Starfield's gonna be a fucking mess when it comes out. <laughs> like we know that, right? Because it's a Bethesda game. Like it it'll be fun, people will like it, it'll it'll be a hugely selling game. It will be broken as fuck like every other Bethesda. How could it not be? It is known. Uh, it is yeah, it's, it is spoken. the way. It is the Bethesda way. So yeah, that uh, the one thing that we yeah. didn't talk about, Johnny, with this, there's been I've seen two pretty wild rumors, and I think it's later. Again, friend of the show Grub has said that um, it's 2022 now, but there's a lot of speculation that you will see some pretty intense footage of this come E3 and that there was a possibility for I a... I hope so, man. For all, a all fall release. Yeah, is a 30-second title screen. That's all we know about this game. Uh, so, but Chase, yeah, I, like, I, I, Bobby and I were talking, uh, you know, off-pod, and we, we're wondering about the engine, and it's it's been heavily upgraded. <laughs> They have more people working on the engine than they There's ever had. There's a lot had. more hamsters on that wheel now. So, to me, just says, okay, so they're just strapping more plywood and duct tape onto this busted fucking engine that they've is, been using since Morrowind. Like, that has been um, their MO for everything. Throw money and people at the know, problem, and maybe it will go away, but it won't go away because you keep adding more complexity to the problem. I'm convinced yeah, that do. the real-life engine of Bethesda is just like a 93 Camry that has like two 15-inch subs in the trunk that's just rattling apart. Just it's just fucking rattling. It's just, it's just playing no Sandstorm on repeat. Yeah, so uh, that 
Yeah, I'm sure that will be confirmed next month uh, whenever they show up. Have they even said what the fuck Starfield is? It's It's a space space fallout. Yeah, but like, what is that? The short answer to your question is no, Chase. No. I mean, like, fallout in space is uh is uh, the obsidian game it's uh, outer worlds i yes yeah i thought that I, I asked johnny this i don't know if this will ever be the case not that they have to be directly correlated but maybe in some weird fucking thing when the fallout series was taking place on earth humans took to the sky and this is somewhere way down the line of like that's why how this ended up I don't think this is going to have any connection yeah, I, to I any other property. Just the, just even how the like the font looked on the thing tells me that it's probably its own. Like, and I think they said like it's a brand new IP from Bethesda. So, um, Star Garfield. Uh, so yeah, that's that's that. Uh, hopefully, we see what that game actually is next month. Um, speaking of seeing what games will be. You guys remember uh, when they announced Overwatch 2 and how, hey, guys, don't worry. It's actually uh, it's, it's not really that different. And uh, they lie. Like, it's a new game, but it's an expansion pack. But it's but, a new game, but yeah. it's an expansion pack. Yeah. So um, they're having a stream tomorrow to actually show off some overwatch too so we'll get our first or yesterday if you're listening to the recording of the podcast or yesterday yes. yeah <laughs> so uh may 20th is the day they're gonna be doing that and i'm i'm intrigued i would like to see or today if you're magic air because you're on the east coast and it's already tomorrow there you go fair um so <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll be checking that out i i played a lot of overwatch for a couple of years there haven't really been uh in the scene like there's a ton Do of you new know characters. That 365 days are in a year. Yeah, except for except for one every four years. I guess I guess my what? you and I just have a very different understanding of playing things for years. That's strange because I I've been playing Destiny for years. I can say that and not lie. But Overwatch, I can say years? I've been playing Destiny for years. And when I say years, I mean the literal amount of time of years. I can yeah. go look at the no, dude. The uh, first two years this game is out, I played. A lot of it. Okay. Uh, what, what was the last uh, new character you remember playing as? Oh, gosh. Uh, it was the lady with the Uzi. What was her name? Okay. Sombra? Sombra. That sounds okay. like a the hacker, right. hacker lady? Mm-hmm. Okay. She was yeah. the second new character. The first one was... It, I don't know why I know this. I don't really care about Overwatch. Yeah. The first one was Anna, Anna, the, the mm-hmm. healer sniper. I remember yeah. that. And yeah. then I think it was Sombra. And then it was like the robot centaur lady. And then... The person? No, he came later. Then I it was like... Him. So I then played it was, more recently than I thought. Then it was <laughs> Doomfist. I think it was Doomfist mm-hmm. after that. Yeah. Then Doomfist. it was Hamster. Was Doomfist? Then I have no idea. Then yeah. I'm... Then I, Okay, so it hasn't been that long since I played this game because I've played with a lot of those characters. Anyway, uh, yeah, excited to see what that is. Uh, Jeff Keeley, friend of the show. Uh, uh, Not Jeff. We got him in space. Spells spells are a little different. uh, He uh, he announced that his Summer Games Fest kicks off on June 10th. Uh, And last year... 
uh, he got some pretty cool stuff last year, yeah. right? I think that's when we first yeah. saw the DualSense controller. Um, yeah. Yes, when we got our first glimpse of that. Yep. So, um, if you're asking me to remember anything specific from 2020, I cannot. Do I'm it. not. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Just, um, yeah. So I'm. I am looking forward to this, and that E3 is happening two days later. So we're yep. going to get a lot of video game news uh, over those those following we days. We got to figure out some stuff for that. We'll we'll post some stuff soon, but we got to figure out what that's going to look like for us this year. It's just twenty four seven streaming. That's what it is. Obviously. All the time. Why? What else would it be? Well, how many hours? If you combine every three eleven album of music, would we get? Oh, God, because that's uh, anyway, how long we're streaming for. Uh, mm. Then we're going on a three eleven cruise. Yep. Um. Finally, uh, wrapping up the news here. Uh, the Last of Us Two is getting that PS5 up upgrade that Chase is angry about a game he's I'm, never played. Here we go. No, I know. No, it's, it's not that I'm like, what is there to upgrade? The frame rate? Frame the rate already resi- looks fine. Load times? It, <sighs> oh my god. Hey guys, listen, we can get famous if we buy followers. Wow. We can do that. Uh, yeah, so... Look, it's just, it was surprising that it hadn't happened yet, considering that game and how big it is, and, uh, like, things like Ghost of Tsushima, uh, Days Gone, like, a lot of, God of War, lots of other, you know, prestige and and Days Gone uh, titles getting a PS5 bump, and so it's nice that this finally happened, um... And I uh, hey, when you I, don't have other games coming out, why not make the old ones look mm-hmm. good? That's right. So uh, I keep thinking about replaying that game just because I was not in a great headspace when I played it last year, and I think that might have affected my overall enjoyment. Uh, or Do you think final it's possible opinion? the game also put you in a bad headspace? I mean, it maybe, certainly maybe didn't maybe it's it. the game's fault. No, I was just I was not in a great like I should have waited to play that game. I think. Um, I still anyway. think about that game a lot. Yeah, I don't so think about it at all. It's and it's cool Don that Draper. they finally did that. Yeah, I, uh, exactly. <laughs> I did download it on my PS5 today. Uh, I might check that out sometime in the next few weeks. It's just, it's just me and Ellie in an elevator. Exactly. <laughs> you're you're mean. Uh, I don't think about you at all. <laughs> what a <Man>. fucking line! <laughs> what a fucking line! So good. God damn. Hey. Man, that's man, it's not a good show. Oh, not, get out of here. Boring. Couldn't wow. make it past season two. They, they all can't wow. be, you know. They all can't be. It's beautifully designed. Yeah, they, they all can't be. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, what, if, what if you just thought of Mad Men as the office, but in the 60s? It is an office. It's set in an office. Yeah, it's basically the same thing. I, that's that's harsh. I just, I don't know. Like, I, we watched two seasons, and we're like, do you want to keep watching this? No, not really. Okay. So we didn't. Yeah. I guess that's Good what show. simpletons do. Um, so, anyway. Any other news, I like John Hamm. I think he's great. Uh, you know, not that we're a show about TV shows, but 
that mid-season finale, uh, mid-season finale of the Nevers is really something else. That, that I mean, show that's is awesome. What, that's what the Casual Hour was built on. You know, this isn't just a video game podcast, guys. It's a Your, it's a casual hour of pop. We talk about all the pop culture stuff that we love. Yeah, we just happen to only talk about video games. Um, Johnny, thank you for taking <laughs> us through the news. Appreciate yeah. you greatly for that. Let's uh, pop over to some credits here and wrap up tonight. So, we mentioned when Chase was talking about all those games, uh, a quick look that he's put out for uh, King of Seas. Right? Is that right? Yep. King, King of Seas. And then he was alluding Singular to... Singular King, multiple Seas. There it is. Lots of Seas for that King. Um, as you're listening to this, also head back to our YouTube channel, uh, which you can find there. And check out our YouTube page, which there'll be a quick look that Johnny and Chase did. I think that's the first time for you two um, mm-hmm. on Pokemon Snap, and that'll be available there as well. If you're watching this right now, that'll be up tomorrow, probably around 9 o'clock in the morning. And you can check Johnny, that. is that your first quick look? No, you did the Loop Hero one. Yep. Right, you two, you yep. two, the yep. loop hero. Um, yes, the two most knowledgeable loop hero right. people did the. Don't forget the, it. Hey, you're 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 welcome that I showed you a game that you liked, um, and then perfected. Uh, <laughs> so yes, check that out. Uh, check out those quick looks there. Um, this week we mentioned that we're going to be playing some Destiny uh, on Friday night, which should be a good time. And, uh, Johnny, have, have you fired up that season yet? Uh, yeah, I played the opening mission okay. for my break today. Cool. Um, so we'll have Destiny on Friday night. And then, uh, Chase, this past Monday, you and I played the, the, the banner Bob Saget Saga Saga um, yep. Sega, on Sega. Did you say Bob Saget? Yes. Yeah. If he would watch us and support us, he would know. Um, so... The Banner Saget Saga Saga on Sega, on Sega. yeah, on Sega. that's what okay. we played. Um, With Sega. We, we had a good time. We're that also, was uh, we're gonna we're gonna try it again on Monday. I think uh, as we so we, we stream on uh, Monday nights and Friday nights, ten thirty p.m. Central. We're gonna we're gonna give that another go. It's a it's a, a slow roll for sure. It's a really great game. It's just a different game that we haven't played on on stream. So Chase and I'll be back for a casual Monday um, on on the. Bob Saga Sega Banner Saga uh, for that. Thanks. Chase, you are playing Super Robot Wars. You mentioned that also. And you're doing some content creation. I have you linked here in chat. What's going on with Gamers on the Go? You tell me, man. I I, to, I put some time I, in. Yeah? You, uh, you and I need to finish that game and then talk about it i think i'm probably Uh, close to halfway yeah i think i'm around the same um and then i've also talked to friend of the show pierce corchain and Mm -hmm. he and i have an idea of uh, an episode that we'll do at some point and then i know johnny and i have like a, a temporary idea of or not temporary a tentative idea once that analog pocket comes out eventually and we'll uh, we've got some show ideas that we can plan around that. So lots of lots of good gamers on the go stuff, and then you know Giggy sounds in the chat, and you know, he's always up it's to doing gamers on the go if I needed it. Yeah, and it is. But like I'm his friend, so I say it that way. 
I wish I had a lawnmower to smash you with right now because I have not yet relived no. or lived down that embarrassment yeah. of embarrassing our friend. I mean, it's not embarrassing for me. Like that's my nickname for him is Giggy San, which is funny because his nickname is actually Jiggy San. It's you know, it's a little pet name between two friends. I just want to die. I'm certainly I'm certainly not admitting fault or anything. <laughs> Uh, also, you've got we got a link to your YouTube channel. We've been playing Super Robot Wars, How, and yeah. there's an, uh, the best episode yet comes out on Saturday. Absolutely. Okay, um, Johnny. Oh, that's yep. right. Oh, hey, uh, hang on, Matt. Just uh, Matt. Matt Jaguar brought it up in the chat. Uh, I he's been streaming some stuff too. He did his big Star Wars stream over the May the fourth, and then continued on. Uh, throughout that entire week, and then uh, he got back into it with some Gundam stuff, some God more damn. robots. Uh, we played, or he played, uh, Gundam Side Story Blue Destiny 2, I think, or the, the sequel to uh, <laughs> the Blue Destiny game, uh, the second Blue Destiny game, rather, and I was in the chat there giving some Gundam facts for, uh, for my friend. Nice. So you can go check that out, too. That was a lot of fun, and uh, you know maybe eventually I think I think Matt in the in his stream said you know maybe next month maybe a month or so down the line not not get anything super specific but we'll uh, we'll play that third game of the trilogy at some point. Nice, Johnny. Yes. Saw a tweet from another friend of the show, Wario sixty four, uh, yep. Chase's nemesis, that yep. you should be playing Secret Neighbor. Dude, I've already played Secret Neighbor, and that game sucks. <laughs> Even my kid thinks it sucks. Who likes Hello Neighbor? So, okay, we won't be playing. What are game. you playing with your son? He's not playing anything right now because he is grounded. So, <laughs> all right. Sounds like you played with fire. No video games this week. Fair. Um, so is he playing just Magic? Just Magic the Gathering then? Uh, you know, we haven't played another game of Magic yet, but we maybe we should this week. That'd be fun. Uh, all right. Listen, if you enjoy what we're doing here, we've got a lot of ways to support us. We post our episodes every Friday, 9 a.m., where podcasts can be found and listened to. We're on Twitch three nights a week. Come hang out with us. Like us where you can. Tell somebody about us if you want to. Uh, we have a good time here at the Casual Hour. Chase and Johnny, thank you so much for hanging out tonight. And we'll be back Friday, 10.30 p.m. Central Time with a little Destiny 2 season of The Splicer. Take care, everybody. Later.